Okay, we'd like to welcome you back to our current event and weekly Bible study for February 1st, 2009. And this is our third and final part regarding Devil Betraya and his Ascended Master Gang. And this next part I want to read, we're going to segue out of the current newsletter, but we've built a little bit of a foundation. So if you haven't heard the first two parts, go back and listen to them first, as with all the teachings that we do. This is a correspondence that I have received that is very interesting in regard to the possible relationship between Maitreya and Obama. I believe 100% that there's a lot more going on to this than I have yet to discover. I'm going to read this to you, and again, I'm not going to be saying, okay, this is all carved in stone, but it brings up some very good points here, and some points that are undeniable as well. So, uh, I I read this off a chat room message board um, recently, and it said, remember Benjamin Krem, he's the guy, the mouthpiece for Maitreya, he's what Maitreya channels through. Uh, he is the guy that said the one we've all been waiting for is here. The Messiah, the Maitreya, Imam Mahdi, the world teacher. Well, this entity last showed himself in Nairobi, Kenya, 1988. Now remember, I've done whole studies on this. We did a whole study on this where we showed you how Reinhard Bunke, which is a prominent Pentecostal minister, predicted that at one of his crusades in three days, Jesus Christ would appear bodily in form in Nairobi, Kenya in 1988. Within that three-day time period, Maitreya showed up in a nearby village, manifested himself, said that he was the Christ, just as Reinhard Bunke predicted, and uh, came, did some healings. A lot of people saw him. We've got all kind of photographs of him at that. I mean, even the Kenyan newspapers were there. I mean, he, he did. He, and then he got into a taxi cab. Um, drove down the road. The taxi driver said, he said to pull over. Maitreya got out. He disappeared into thin air right in front of him. Okay, now what is that for the devil, if you think about it? That's no, not. Okay, that is been uh, the main public appearance Maitreya has made since his announcement, you know, from a long time ago. Okay, so anyway... That happened in Nairobi, Kenya. Now, what's so familiar about Nairobi, Kenya? Well, Obama's half-brother is tracked down to a Nairobi, Kenya slum. That's right, Obama's family actually comes from the Nairobi, Kenya region. And this is our news report. From Nairobi, Kenya, hundreds of U.S. Embassy employees and their families cheered and sang to greet Senator Barack Obama, this was when he was still senator, after he met with President Kibaki during Obama's first trip to his father's homeland since taking office. Uh, the Illinois Democrat and his family are headed Saturday to the western village of Kojello, where Obama's father grew up and where his grandmother still lives. On the streets of the capital, Nairobi, reactions to Obama's arrival were mixed. Okay, now we've proven in, in previous studies he was born in Kenya. Okay. His citizenship, he, he should be considered an illegal alien, not even a U.S. citizen, a, an illegal alien. The, the Supreme Court and all the court system, just as I knew was going to happen, have just totally dismissed all the cases that have been brought before them, or they're stalling. They're not going to look at this. They're going to have their new world order one way or another. 
Okay, now again, the Bible predicts this is going to happen, so I don't, I don't get all upset and down about it, but I do like to expose it along the way, to, to reprove the unfruitful works of darkness and to have no fellowship with them as we're commanded to do in the Bible. And there's a lot of unfruitful works of darkness right now that uh, need reproving. So, it's undeniable that, Ob- that Obama has a link to, to Kenya and also the Nairobi, Kenya area. Now, if we go further, I got this email... Uh, from a listener who had got it from a friend. And I, I didn't say anything about it because I didn't really have any kind of cross-confirmation whatsoever. I'm starting to amass that cross-confirmation, and this is just part of it. But I haven't really got to the bottom of the story, but I figured I should add this in just for how this may play out. Um, this was an email that he was forwarded him by a friend of his who had read one of Obama's books. It says, in his memoir, Mr. Obama describes the joy of meeting his father's family during his first visit to Kenya in 1988. Actually, his first visit was when he was born there. Okay? But, anyway, his first visit to Kenya in 1988. Whoa, that's when Maitreya was there. 1988. That's when he showed up. Huh. That's weird. And then it says, Obama and the Messiah, just before he vanished, remember how I said he vanished in thin air? Obama and the Messiah were yards away from each other in 1988. So, this person is saying Obama was at this event in 1988 when Maitreya showed up. His really only public appearance in the last 30 plus years. Only public appearance that was really documented, I should say. Whoa. Is that not noteworthy? And then it says, and now one of these two is running for president. It seems that he was present at the only photographed appearance ever of, quote, the Christ, the false Christ. Then I got this email, and it said, Hey, Brother Scott, praise the Lord for your Watchman ministry. I wanted to email you tonight because I stumbled across something that blew me away. I really don't know what to make of it, to be honest with you, but take a look at this. If you're familiar with Share International, and that's what we just read from, Obama's newsletter mouthpiece, you'll know the claim that Maitreya appeared on June 11, 1988 in Nairobi, Kenya. Now, I, again, I, just, I covered this in depth on the teaching I did on Maitreya. Um, I think it was the last two parts. If you key in... Trying to think how I could get you to those parts. I think Reinhard Bunky, B O N N, just key in that part of that word. I tried to associate the keyword, that keyword, with those two sermons. I think I did like two or three teachings on it. It's the end part of the Maitreya series, of one of the Maitreya series I've done. You can hear the whole thing on that. I don't have time to get into it today, but I did like two or three parts teaching just on that alone. It's just so incredible. And it gets more incredible the more information I amass. So he says, um, if you're familiar with Sheridan National, you'll know the claim that Maitreya appeared on June 11th, 1988 in Nairobi, Kenya. Now take a look at this quote from Barack Obama's Wikipedia page. And it says, quote, in mid-1988, now hold on, when was Maitreya there? Mid-1988, June 11th, 1988. It doesn't get more mid than June 11th. Okay, January, February, you know, we've got, I believe June's the sixth month. Okay, so we've got June, which would be the middle part of the year. From Obama's Wikipedia page, his own Wikipedia page, he says, in mid-1988, 
Same time Atreya was there. He traveled for the first time to Europe for three weeks, and then for five weeks in Kenya, where he met many of his paternal relatives for the first time. And we know they have ties to Nairobi. Something to think about. I got a feeling I'm going to learn more about that. If you know any information more about that that ties him to this, email me. Now, you, you don't hardly ever hear me say that. But this is one thing I really want to get more to the bottom of, and I haven't got to the bottom of it totally. But to link Obama, and, Nero- and now and then I got this, there's this prophecy from like 1914 from Kenya, stating that there's going to come some man that, that comes from Kenya that's going to eventually be the president of the United States, and will ultimately be the last president, and will ultimately bring about the demise, I believe, of America. And that's what he's poised to do. Now, let's go further. This is from... Uh, redmoonrising.com they've got a lot of good stuff on Maitreya Uh, I believe he's got a very good um, knowledge base in regard to this and he quotes a lot from them and then compares it to the Bible this one, these are predictions of the emergence of Maitreya from New Age sources Maitreya will appear at a time when catastrophic events are overtaking the earth, that's one of the predictions Uh, this is from Benjamin Krem 1993, and he says This is the end of an age. Again, this end of the age of Pisces, as they're talking about. Inevitably, this produces a certain number of natural disasters as floods, earthquakes, as we are seeing a dramatic climax in the number of disasters taking place around the world. Maitreya says, the last time I came as Jesus. This is what Maitreya says. Remember, he supposedly didn't... He supposedly overshadowed Jesus the last three and a half years of his ministry, and that's why he was able to do all these extraordinary things. Think about this. In other words, he's saying he was the dove that descended on Jesus when he got baptized from John the Baptist. When the Holy Spirit came into Jesus Christ without measure, as the Bible talks about. Talk about blasphemy. So, he says, the last time I came as Jesus, it was written in the Bible that I appeared again, the very elements of nature would be disturbed. After the disasters have peaked, there will come a period of calm. The violence and the destruction will come to an end. As people gain awareness, their guilt will recede. Okay. And again, this is when the many, the many masses are most susceptible to Maitreya's message. Okay. Economic disaster, natural disasters, lying signs and wonders, fear coming upon men like you've never seen. Oh yeah, they're going to be real receptive. <laughs> real receptive. Then you got the demons influencing people. You can go on and on. Okay, here's another prediction from Maitreya. Maitreya is predicted to establish a world religion, despite the fact that Benjamin Krem often denies that Maitreya is here for that purpose. Okay. Frequently asked questions from Share International. In the celebration of this event, I believe when Maitreya makes his appearance, Pentecost, the Christian holiday of Pentecost, will become one of the major festivals of the New World religion. Did you know that? Yeah, he's going he's gonna, to um, uh, take Pentecost and make it one of the major festivals of the New World religion, which the Christ will, be eventually, will, will eventually inaugurate. Remember, his main concern is Bible-believing Christianity. That's his main concern. That's his only real opposition on the planet. He has everybody else. Okay? Number two, new civilization. 
by the master Maitreya through Benjamin Cream. This is Share International Archives. He says, the new science will demonstrate man's divinity. Again, we go here where man is divine, please. We are all together as an unclean thing, and all our righteousness are as filthy rags. That's what God says about us. We are all together as an unclean thing, and all our righteousness are as filthy rags, and we all do the fade together as a leaf. Okay, so, apart from the Lord Jesus Christ, our best day is what I just said, the quote. Okay, so, they're going to demonstrate man's divinity and will lead to the establishment of a new world religion. The ancient schism between religion and science will be healed. Oh, good. And a new impulse will happen. Uh, Maitreya's teachings on religion. It says, between what you wrote in Maitreya's mission, volume one, that Maitreya had come to found a new world religion and to inspire change in the world's economic structures and yet. So, he has, he is coming to do that. Although he's not admitting that. Although, his speech betrays him because some sources, some of his sources say, yes, he is coming to do that, but the outward ones, the ones that are portrayed to, you know, on their homepage or whatever, aren't admitting that. But, they'll, they, they, that's exactly the plan, is to have a new world religion. Because that's the only way you could really unite the planet. You couldn't do it politically. You couldn't do it um, just with an economic system. It would have to be religious-based. Because most people of the world have some religious bent. So you've got to get everybody on the same page. If you can do it with the religion, everything else will fall into place. Here's another source from Share International Archives. As members of the Church Universal. Mm, that's going to be a good church, I'm sure. And they are building the spiritual nucleus of the coming new world religion and will eventually encompass the peoples of the whole world into a single world religion. Isn't that what the Bible says? There's going to be this one world religion? Well, that's exactly what the Sharon International Maitreya is saying. In comparison of all the religions shows their common elements, eventually a new world religion will be inaugurated, which will be a fusion and synthesis of the approaches of the East and the West. That's exactly what I've said. It's going to be a synthesis of all religious systems in the world. They're going to bring their own little demonic witchcraft things to the table, and they're going to combine it all into one. That's, that's how it's going to go down. Now, Revelation 13.18 says... And all they that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, the Antichrist, whose names are not written in the book of uh, book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Okay, All they that are going to worship him are not the ones that are having their name written in the Lamb's book of life. Okay, And then uh, verse 13, 15 says, And as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. I mean, he's not going to come demanding worship right off the bat. Understand, this is going to take a while to build this agenda. But the devil's very patient. Okay? And uh, this is most likely going to take place before the tribulation even starts. This is what's going to usher in the tribulation, which they will call the true beginning of the new world order, or the new age. <clears throat> and then another... Um, Thing. Uh, this says, Maitreya will be aided by Master Jesus, who is predicted to soon take control of the Roman Catholic Church. Oh, wow. Really? And lead Christianity to accept Maitreya as the Christ returns. It's really funny, because I just printed this information off, 
And then I got an email like the same day or the next day from a, from a listener. And it said, hey, did you know about this? That he says he's coming back with Master Jesus. And I just printed all this out. So it's kind of like a double confirmation that I got that I needed to, to, to read this. <clears throat> and again, I have mentioned this in previous teachings, but this is more, you know, this is, I'm trying to relate this to what could go down in the very, very near future. I want this to be fresh in your mind. This is from Share International, and it says, uh, The disciple Jesus, who is now, they call Master Jesus, he's a disciple with Maitreya, is what they're saying, was born in Palestine as a third degree initiate. The five major initiations have their symbolic enactment in the life of Jesus. That is what the gospel story is really about. It is a very ancient story that has been presented to mankind again and again in many different forms long before the time of Jesus. This is the same lie that the zeitgeist and the zeitgeist addendum espouse. Oh, all Jesus is is repackaged paganism, just the story of Horus or or, um, Temuz, Nimrod, and Semiramis just repackaged. You could see all these parallels and all these... uh, and, And I... Thoroughly debunk that in those teachings. Just key in Zeitgeist or part of the word in the uh, search box. And then also there's PDFs connected with each of the teachings I've put up there where you can get the documentation. Because that is a heresy straight from the pit of hell as well. But that's why they said this in this article. That, you know, Jesus Christ has come again and again in different forms. And then it says that Jesus Christ was and still is a disciple of the Christ, which is a matre. He's a disciple. I tell you what, this gets me so mad just reading this. The Bible says, be angry and sin not. Man, the Lord Jesus Christ rebuked this devil, betraya, and cram, and everyone that's working with him. These are things we should be praying about. It really is. I understand that, that, that ultimately, from a scriptural standpoint, it's inevitable. doesn't mean we shouldn't pray about it. The effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man availeth much. Pray that other people get their eyes open to this. That they don't get caught up in this deception. Because if they do, they're going to ultimately end up in the lake of fire. That's how important this information could potentially be. You know? This is part of the strong delusion that's coming. That God said he was going to send... Don't get caught up in the strong delusion. Okay, so it says that he was and still is a disciple of the Christ and made the great sacrifice of giving up his body for the use of Christ. That's when they said, Maitreya came in the last three and a half years of the ministry when he got baptized through John the Baptist and then supposedly the spirit of Maitreya overshadowed him, gave him the power. You know, basically they're saying he was demon-possessed the last three and a half years because he had this devil come into him that gave him all these abilities. What just what blasphemy? And then it says, by the occult process, they're not even trying to hide it, the occult. The occult process of overshadowing the Christ, Maitreya, took over and worked through the body of Jesus from baptism onwards. And in the next incarnation, do you understand that, so, I'm getting ahead of myself. I, I, I'll just shut up for a second. I'll read this and then I'll go on. Okay. He took over and he worked through the body of Jesus from baptism onwards in his next incarnation. It means when Jesus was reincarnated again. As Apollonius of Tyana, Jesus became a master 
oh, good. So it's like being in the Boy Scouts and you get your different merit badges and you can go up in initiation degrees is essentially what they're saying. Except this is the Ascended Masters Club instead of the Boy Scouts. He lives now in a Syrian body, which is some 600 years old, and has his base in Rome. Rome, that's where he's at, it says, this Master Jesus. Who probably, just like Devil Betraya, is an Ascended Master, taken on some type of human form. I would have no problem believing that. And then it says he has, in the last 2,000 years, worked in the closest relation to the Christ, meaning Maitreya, saving his time and energy where possible, and has special work to do with the Christian churches. Oh, I bet he has special work. Yeah, real special. To absolutely, totally complete the deception. He is one of the masters who will very shortly return to the outer work in the world, taking over the throne of St. Peter in Rome. You understand what that means? It's saying flat out that when Maitreya comes back, he's coming back with this ascended master Jesus. I believe another word they call him is Sananda. Sananda Emmanuel, I believe is the same one. It may be two different ones. But he's coming back and guess where he's going to set up shop? St. Peter's of Rome. Again, I said last week, we talked about Rome and how they're so trying to just emphasize Jesus and acting like, you know, you can get saved through the Roman Catholic Church and all of this real Christian speak. And then it goes on to say, he will seek to transform the Christian churches. That's where his emphasis is going to be. Insofar as they are flexible enough to respond correctly to the new reality, it's going to be new, which the return of the Christ and the masters will create. And then he goes on to say, I am afraid that the churches have gone very far away from the religion which the Christ inaugurated, Maitreya. Yeah, it is way far away from the Bible. I mean, when you have the devil you know, trying to establish a religion, it's going to go real far away from the Bible. Um, and then, this is, this is how the religions went far away, though. They say it has to do with sharing, with love, with brotherhood and right relationship. Well, from a biblical standpoint, but they're not talking about a biblical standpoint, they're talking about a New Age standpoint. But this monotheistic institution has grown up in the name of that simple man, meaning Jesus, and transformed his simple teaching into, well, you know, what it is taught. In other words, they've totally distorted the teachings of Jesus, who was overshadowed by Maitreya. We've messed it all up. And now these ascended masters have to come back to totally straighten us out again, like we're going to get truth from the devil. The false prophet is... Um, is first described in Revelation 13, 11 through 12. And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb. And he had a, and he spake as a dragon, and he exerciseth all the power of the first beast before him, and causeth the earth and them that dwell therein to worship the first beast, the Antichrist. Huh. I beheld another beast come up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb. And he spake as a dragon. Isn't that kind of funny? This is describing the false prophet here. And it says he has two horns like a lamb. Well, what is... 
it's been said for a long time that the false prophet is going to basically take over the position of the Pope. That's exactly what they're saying here, that this Master Jesus is going to take position over the Roman Catholic Church in Rome, on, on, the, on the, uh, uh, the throne of St. Peter in Rome. What is his name? Master Jesus. Who is the false prophet described as? Two horns like a lamb. What, like the Lamb of God? Is that who he's going to imitate? Just something to think about. Kind of an interesting point there. The second beast is referred to the false prophet in Revelation 16.13 and Revelation 19.20. Revelation 13.14 describes how the false prophet sets up the abomination of desolation, which is the, this image of the Antichrist. Daniel 9.27 describes how a future prince will set up the abomination of desolation. This prince will come from Rome. Daniel 9.26 Therefore the false prophet will come from Rome. This interpretation is only this author's opinion, but while the majority of scholars maintain that Daniel 9.27 describes a Roman antichrist rather than a false prophet. I'm not even going to go down that rabbit trail. Okay? Um, but it's, it's interesting. Okay? Anyway, we look at this, and Maitreya... It's coming back with this Master Jesus. They flat out stated that when they come back, Master Jesus is going to be in charge of the, the Roman Catholic Church. The Roman Catholic Church has made all kind of overtures lately in order to reach out through ecumenicism, which is what we talked about last week, to unite all the world religions. When you combine that with the line signs and wonders that are coming, the miracles, the... the um, awe and wonder that people will be under, and then you combine that with total economic collapse, natural disasters, possibly martial law, all this fear, people are going to be so ripe, and then you got some guy coming back, it looks just like that long-haired hippie Jesus, all the Catholic Jesus pictures, and the Catholic Church is going to look like, yes, we have had the truth. See, we are the mother church. We are the universal church, which is what the word Catholic means. The universal church. And then we're going to have Jesus, Master, this false Master Jesus, assuming, I don't know if he's going to call himself Pope. I don't think he probably will, probably have a new title. But the Pope takes the title as the Vicar of Christ, meaning the substitute Christ on this earth. That's what he's going to assume. And who better to unite all the world religions, particularly the Christian components of it, than a false Jesus? And he's going to point to the Antichrist. Saying, he was the one that actually gave me my power when I was on earth for those three and a half years. He was the one that overshadowed me. And you twisted my scriptures. I really didn't ever say that. Here's what I said. I can't think of a better way that this could play out. I really can't. I can't think of a better way that this could go. To, I know a lot of people think Prince Charles is the Antichrist. And, and things of this nature. I'm sorry, I, I don't think he is. I really don't. I don't see how you're going to plug him into the end time scenario. People think of him, a lot of people think of him as a kind of a buffoon. You know, if, if he was going to start all this stuff, he needed to start this a long, long, long time ago. He's not going around doing miracles and in, in, in lying signs and wonders. and He doesn't have a cult worshipping him at this point. There's so many things that I believe he lacks. Just from a common sense standpoint. 
You can make all the, the, the arguments in the world about all of his family insignias and all of those things. And yes, it sounds very impressive. I've watched Antichrist in a cup of tea. I'm not saying they didn't make a lot of valid points. Okay, I'm talking about who is the United Nations been pointing to for the last 20 plus years? Who are they saying is going to be the one? Who is the only one that could unite all the world? You're telling me Prince Charles? He's going to unite all the world religions. He's going to come. Is he claiming to be Imam Mahdi and the Messiah and the Christ? Who else could bring the Middle East? Christ? You're telling me Prince Charles? I, I'm sorry. I don't see how that's going to happen. I see easily how it could happen with, with Maitreya. I don't see how that could go down with Prince Charles. Or anyone else for that matter. We'll see. We're all going to know soon enough. Let's go further. Uh, this is from um, Maitreya's website. Uh, no, it's from, from a book uh, that we've been quoting. from Maitreya's Mission, Volume one, oh no, the, re, the reappearance of the Christ, page 187. It says, politically, the next problem for Maitreya is to solve the situation in the Middle East. Solve the Arab-Israeli problem, that's the, that's the key. And then another quote from Maitreya's Mission, Volume 1, page 128. There can't be a true peace in the world until the Middle East question is settled. Isn't that where all the emphasis has been and is? It's not going to go away. It's not going to go away. The Quran's not going to change. Okay? It's not going to happen. So deep are the feelings aroused in both sides, so entrenched are the positions which each adopt, that I believe Maitreya alone has the spiritual authority to point to the solution and achieve its implementation. Why would he be the only one? Because he's claiming to be the Messiah of the Jews and the Imam Mahdi of the Muslims. He's the only one that could pull it off. If he just came back as Imam Mahdi, how could he get the Jews and the Israelis, uh, how could he confirm the covenant for a week, according to Daniel 9.27? Well, if he comes back as, as Imam Mahdi alone, then they're going to say, well, yes, 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 you're the one, okay, we're supposed to go slaughter the Jews. That's not going to work in a peace process. He's got to come back as the whole package wrapped up into one. I believe it's going to, how it's going to play out. I, I think it's the best possible scenario for Middle East. Because you cannot resolve the Middle East crisis, which is fundamentally a religious war. Okay? Particularly on, on the Islamic side. Because the Quran tells them to make jihad against the Jews. And, and all of these derogatory statements in the Quran, I've quoted them before. That's a religious problem. There's no way you can solve that economically or politically. That is not going to go away. You have to have a religious solution. So you're going to have to have somebody that comes back that can approach it from a purely religious standpoint and override what you've already been taught. I mean, hey, if you come back with lying signs and wonders and, and you do all this and that and miracles and you say you're this and that, well, he's going to be able to call the shots. Okay. That's how it's going to go down, most likely. So then, here's another quote. I believe that the Israelis will procrastinate endlessly and that it may tell, take the emergence of Maitreya to bring about reconciliation. And, and again, I believe the Israelis will procrastinate endlessly. It's like the Muslims have been so patient with those, with those Israelis. They've been so patient, so forgiving, so wonderful. You know, they really have. And, and, and they, how dare those, those Israelis you know, 
defend themselves against those wonderful terrorists. I, I just It's a travesty. Going further, uh, uh, the Antichrist will be instrumental in confirming a covenant with Israel that will bring about peace and allow the temple to be rebuilt. Daniel 9.27, he will confirm the covenant with many for one um, for seven years in... Okay, now hold on. i got to quote this from him. He's using a wrong source here. Okay, so he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week, and in the midst of the week he shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease. And for the overspreading of abominations, he shall make it desolate, even until the consummation, and the determined shall be poured out upon the desolate. Again, I've done whole studies on this um, particular verse in these verses. And um, we just wanted to go ahead and read that. Some interpret, well, okay, and again, he, he applies it to the false prophet. I'm not going to go down that rabbit trail. Um, but either way, we can get a lot of confirmation in Scripture that um, uh, we can have a lot of cross-confirmation in Scripture relating Maitreya to how things could play out in this end-time scenario. Uh, going back, it says that Bible believers will reject Maitreya based on misunderstood scriptural warnings. That's what the New Agers are saying. Okay, They're saying we are just misunderstanding scriptural warnings. Uh, now, there are many... This is from... Um, uh, let's see here. Sharon International, I believe. There are many fundamentalists, Christians and others, who see my information, meaning Benjamin Krem, who channels Maitreya, as a travesty of the truth. And who will reject Maitreya in the first place, but not forever? Oh, I will always reject him forever. Guaranteed on that, Benjamin Krem. They, they, they see my information as a travesty of truth. And I say, Amen, you devil. The Lord Jesus Christ rebuke you in all of your ilk in the name of Jesus Christ. I don't believe somebody like that, I don't believe it's possible they get saved. I understand throughout the Lord all things are possible, but we're talking about somebody that is so given over that is so taken over, that is so demon-possessed, that is probably so crossed the line, probably so chose to serve the devil so long ago. There, there's, there's a lot of people that have crossed that line. And, and you, you can look at that in the Bible. Jeremiah 7, 11, 14. We talk, they talk about people that are so crossed the line, God says, don't even pray for them. I will not hear your prayer. They have chosen their own way. I gave them space to repent, and they repented not. That's why when God gives you space to repent, you repent then. You don't keep putting it off and waiting and kicking things around. A lot of people have said, well, I'll get saved on my deathbed. And, they, and let's say they make it to their deathbed. And then their deathbed comes around they can't get saved. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is not there to draw them anymore. It's gone. You just don't get saved when you want to feel like getting saved. Oh, well, I think I'm going to get saved today, bless God. Now, you better get saved while the Holy Spirit's there to draw you. Because that's how you have to get saved. It's not just your little whim. So anyway, um, going back to this, it says, it may be that Christians will accept Master Jesus before they accept Maitreya. Well, I would imagine that would be the, the scenario. But if you accept one, it'll just be a matter of time before you accept the other. And then it says, but it could be well that they will not even accept the Master Jesus. Well, you're, you're right about that. The name is right, but he does not have the holes in his hands and feet, it, feet anymore. So in other words, when he comes back, he's saying this Master Jesus. Now, that's debatable. Because some of these Ascended Masters, uh, one of them, I'm pretty sure, claims to have the holes in the hands and the feet. Who cares? Who cares? I could care less. 
by their fruits ye shall know them. I mean, if what they're saying doesn't line up with the Word of God, I'm going to reject them. I don't care what they look like. Judge not according to appearance, but judge righteous judgment. That's what Jesus Christ said. He who is spiritual judgeth all things. And this doesn't mean hypocritical judgment. When you have a beam in your own eye and you're judging the speck in your brothers, I'm talking about judging righteous judgment. Okay? He who is spiritual judgeth all things. This, this is a good thing that we're doing here when we judge righteously. And then another quote. For a time it may be well that the very orthodox Christians, in particular fundamentalists, will reject both Maitreya and Master Jesus, who will at that point be in Rome. Now they're saying it's a foregone conclusion. Master Jesus is setting up shop in Rome. He is going to be in charge of particularly targeting the Christian churches and uniting all of them and getting them all on the same page. Guarantee you, Rick Warren will be flying out there to have an audience with, quote, Master Jesus. Now, why would this line up with what Rick Warren teaches? Because he's a dominionist. His five-point peace plan is almost identical to what Matreus talks about. Ending world hunger, poverty, all this other stuff, okay? Which on the surface sounds all great, but you don't want to do it through wicked means. So, Rick Warren will be, will, will be lockstep, arm in arm, and all these other major religious leaders, but particularly somebody like Rick Warren, who is a dominionist. Meaning they think they're going to make the world this nice utopia and they're going to bring back and usher. They're, they're, they've done such a great job that Jesus Christ is going to come back and set up shop and basically rule the world and everything's just going to be better and better and better and we'll all be one big happy family and we'll all get on the same page. Guarantee you Rick Warren, a CFR, Council of Foreign Relations member, will be one of the first. Now remember, he was the one that, that gave the main invocation at Barack Obama's inauguration, he is probably right now the highest um, pseudo-Christian devil in an authority position on planet Earth. Billy Graham's not that anymore. Rick Warren is. Okay, So that's how it's probably going to go down. And it's going to be so easy to unite all these religions with all of the things that I said taking place at the same time. All these cataclysmic events, all these polarizing events, line signs and wonders. And then you've got, if you're, if you're following your respective televangelist, and they're saying, you know what? Christ has returned. Jesus Christ has come back. And, and, he, and, he's, and he's ruling from, from Rome. That was our mother church anyway, right? Protestants? You were Protestants. Why? Because you protested the Catholic Church. You came out, starting with Martin Luther... Nailing the 95 Thesis on the church door. And now, you know, then you had your respective Lutherans and, and, and all these other Methodists and these other Protestant religions coming out. So see, now we're going to go back to the mother church, the mother harlot. And we're going to be yoked up with her. That's what the message is going to probably be. Similar. Um, and then... It says, he has not come out a cloud at the end of the world as they expect, in meaning this Master Jesus. Nor does he have holes in his hands and feet. But gradually many Christians will find it easier to accept Master Jesus as the returned Christ. Uh, at least the name is the same. <laughs> yeah, well, at least the name is the same. That's all that matters. As long as, as long as he calls himself Jesus. And then it says, rather than Maitreya, and Master Jesus is now in charge of the Christian churches worldwide. Who better? 
Eventually, however, I believe that most people, Christian and otherwise, will accept that Maitreya is indeed the Christ, Messiah, Krishna, the world teacher of for all. <sighs> and then, this next quote, a great polarization will take place in humanity between those who are already to go forward with the Christ into the future in only rational on the only rational basis of sharing and cooperation for the good of all. Creating right relationships and those who are holding on to the old separatist ways, like born-again Bible-believing Christians, who are ready, though they wouldn't see it in these terms, to plunge the world into chaos and war. Okay, so now, again, I really believe that jab was directed at true Bible-believing Christians. And it says, we're the ones that are ready to plunge the world into chaos and war. Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil. That's basically what they're saying. Bible-believing Christianity doesn't teach us to go around and causing chaos and plunging the world into war. They're the ones that have done this. They're the ones that have created this chaos. And now they're going to bring their new world order out of it. Don't blame that on me. Again, the Lord Jesus Christ rebuked these devils. The Bible says to seek ye the old paths wherein is wisdom. And they're talking about these people who are holding on to the old separatist ways. Well, praise the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to hold on to the King James Bible and the solid rock of Christ Jesus. I'm going to build my house on a rock and not on sand. And when the winds come and the rains come and all these things, my house is still going to stand. I'm going to build my house on some man or some religious theology, or any of that garbage. Uh, then, Red Moon Rising says, Bible believers will reject the Antichrist based on simple scriptural warnings that are almost impossible to misunderstand. The prophet Daniel, Jesus, Paul, and the book of Revelation are all crystal clear that this age will not end uh, until the Antichrist has had his reign over the entire earth. The Bible is also crystal clear that the real Messiah, or the Christ, will appear after the Antichrist, on the clouds of heaven in plain sight of all men. Zechariah 12.11 says, And I will pour out on the house of David and on, the and on the inhabitants of Jerusalem a spirit of grace and supplication. They will look upon me, the one they have pierced. Now, I've quoted this verse before. And they will mourn for him as one that mourns for an only child. They're going to finally understand whom they pierced. They're going to finally understand that they crucified their Savior, they came to save their souls. Okay, That's why the Bible says blindness apart has happened to the Jew until the fullness of the Gentile come in. They're going to finally get it. Okay, But they're going to have to go through a lot of tribulation to get there. The, the Bible talks about them being refined as silver. But it also talks about the believers being refined. You know, um, And this is the trial of our faith. Going further... They mourn, and they will mourn for him as one that mourns for an only child, and grieve bitterly for him as one grieves for his firstborn son. Revelation 1.7, um, where it talks about, he is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him, the Jews. I'm not being anti-Semitic, I'm just being, I'm telling you what the Bible says. And all the peoples of the earth will mourn because of him. Okay, so, this is where it talks about with that. But yet, Maitreya and Benjamin Krem are saying, well, it's not going to happen the way the Bible says, but then again, you know, you misinterpreted the Bible and you messed it all up, and Jesus never even really said that. Well, again, if you start going down that road, then, you know, you might as well just throw out the whole Bible because the foundation of your faith has been corrupted. I'm not going to let anybody corrupt my hope in the foundation of my faith. 
That's why I get so angry when I see these pseudo-Christians coming out of the woodwork attacking Paul. Or saying, well, the only thing that really counts are the red letters of Jesus Christ. Nothing else really counts. Oh, the world according to you. I see. You're the only one on the planet that has been shown the truth. That's not too arrogant on your part. Wow, there's no pride there. Yes, you're the only one. Whereas the word, the word of God says that the prophecies of, of scriptures of, are of no private interpretation. Yet you got a lot of people around there in their own little pseudo-Christian cult saying, well, I'm the only one that knows. I'm one of the two witnesses of Revelation. Actually, none of the books of the Bible that Paul wrote count. You know, and then you got the, the, the Zionistic Christians uh, Jews for Jesus and, and a lot of these other ones and, and that, that are basically um, telling people that, you know, we've got, we just go by the Torah. And, you know, the New Testament, you know, and we need to use the Jerusalem Bible. We don't want to use the King James. And we need to do this, we need to do that. We need to keep the law and all this other stuff. And, you know, you could just go down so many rabbit trails when you start to self-interpret and get away from the Word of God. It's very dangerous. Very dangerous. Um, so, let me just read this last part here. Okay, so notice how the chaos and war will likely be blamed on those who reject Maitreya once the end-time events begin to take place. That way it will be easier to target us. Okay, so, you know, they can blame everything on us. Um, so Christian expectations of Jesus Christ coming back are not based on radical interpretations rather they are based on simple beliefs we believe in the future Antichrist and a literal second coming simply because of that is what Jesus and our scriptures have clearly predicted the perseverance of Bible believing Christians and their subsequent persecution by the Antichrist is described in many texts including Daniel 725 1132-35 uh, 12, 10, Matthew 24, 9 through 13, Revelation 12, 17, Revelation 13, 7 through 10, Revelation 14, 12 through 13, etc., etc. I've talked about a lot of these scriptures before. Um, and then the last part says, this is from um, the uh, Share International, Maitreya displays a strong dislike for the USA, especially for the American-dominated capitalist system. Remember what I said, what they're going to usher in is going to be very much like a fascist, socialistic, communistic type of system. You, you, can, you can hear that ring through their writings. You know, the common good of all. And in putting our own selfish needs aside for the common greater good, and all getting on the same page, it's much more conducive to having a one-world religion. It's also more, much more conducive to having big brother, one-world police state if you live in that type of environment. Okay, so they've got to demonize anything of a free market system. Okay, not to say that the capitalistic free market system is perfect and that greed and this, it, it, that, that happens with everything. Okay, but they have a strong dislike for this. Uh, this is from Share International. America is the foremost expression of economic totalitarianism based on the blind following of the market forces that is imposing its will throughout the world. Even the Soviet Union is adopting a market forces economy. Maitreya calls market forces the forces of evil. So the devil calls this system the forces of evil. Okay, that's what he. That's why he hates it. So, 
Any government which bases its policies on the blind following of market forces, he says, is leading its people to destruction. That is what is happening. Um, on this page, Cream also predicts the demise of religious totalitarianism, fundamentalism, Christianity, and he describes Karl Marx as a disciple of Master Jesus. Oh, Karl Marx, the one that wrote the Communist Manifesto. And the, yeah. yeah. And again, we're seeing a lot of this already with Obama. We're, we're going to be seeing nationalizations of the banks and, and, the, and the government taking over. They're already taking over like the auto industry and these things. That's fascism. When the government starts to take over the economy. So again, that's, we're already seeing this. We're already in this, that, those stages. Maitreya calls commercialization more dangerous to the world than an atomic bomb. It's killing life at its source, which is human. It is based on competition and greed. Greed and competition are the basis of the commercial and social. Yeah, like communism's worked so well, so well in these in these areas that they've they've implemented it. I mean, you know, just a utopia wherever communism's been. Um, and so anyway, that's what that's what he pretty much has to say there. Much of the criticism that Krem levels at the United States is valid. And this writer does not seek to defend our corporate-dominated and oppressive foreign policies. Rather, the intent is simply to demonstrate Krem's deep-seated resentment of the American status as the lone global superpower. We can't have a lone global superpower. We have got to have everybody on the same page. We've got to have everybody in subjection to a one-world system, one-world government, one-world political system, and one-world religious system. And we're right on, most likely on the cusp. So, um, we're going to go ahead and end for today, and um, Lord willing, we'll be back here next week in exposing more evil. Um, uh, I pray that the Lord Jesus Christ bless every one of my listeners, and I'm going to go ahead and close this out in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this time that you have given us, another week of life, Lord. I pray, God, that you bless the body of Christ, uh, Lord, my listeners, and, and I just pray, God, that your grace would be upon us and that you would use us mightily in the days to come. And that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart would be pleasing in your sight, O oh Lord. That you would forgive us for any and all sins we have committed in any way, shape, or form. As we forgive those who have sinned against us, I pray, God, that you would have mercy upon us as we have mercy on those that have offended us as well. And that, Lord God, we keep our eyes fixed on the Lord Jesus Christ and not on all of these events. That, that Yes, we do know we are learning the devices of Satan so that we are not taken unawares with the deception that is coming. But that we always keep our eyes fixed on the Lord Jesus Christ, on the Word of God, and that our faith is in the Lord Jesus Christ and that you would use the body of Christ mightily in the days to come. That you would use them to lead many to the Lord, many to righteousness. We praise you, Lord. We ask all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.